And if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod bringing you some holiday cheer. Oh, I hope all of your um, your shopping is done, if you're doing shopping. I know you haven't started your cooking yet, if you're going to cook. But I hope you have uh, good holiday plans because it's time for the holidays. One more. It seems like Christmas comes so fast these days. I remember when I was a kid, as most of you do, Christmas took forever. And now these 12 months just roll around, roll around. So we are every 12 months. I'm I'm excited about Christmas. I am a Christmas fan. Uh, not only does it represent the birth of Jesus Christ, but it also is a time for me to reflect on the year and to um, set my sight on what the Lord is going to do in the coming year. I try to find some time for rest and relaxation. That doesn't always work out because like right now I have to figure out how to get my house clean so somebody can come in and put up a tree and and do all those decorations that I used to do, but I don't do no more. And, um, you know, somebody got to come and do all that. Uh, somebody need to come and clean the house, too. <laughs> but um, that's OK. That's a part of the holidays, getting the house trimmed, outside trimmed, inside trimmed, putting the tree up, what you're going to cook and how much rest you're going to get in between. And I hope all I hope you're smiling right now as you're listening to me and thinking about all the things that you are doing and have to do and just thinking about the holidays. So, yep. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. It's Thursday, and it's Dr. P on the pod. I'm getting educated for sure. Dr. P on the pod, yeah. So, you know, uh, as I was saying about the the joy of uh, the holidays, sometimes, you know, I know in my life, world and affairs, uh, I have some very... People who have who are very close to me who have lost loved ones, you know. Uh, remember Jeff? You know my Jeff. Jeff was on the on the uh, podcast a couple of um, weeks ago, talking about as a care as a son taking care of his mother. And behold, lo and behold, that podcast went around the world. And some very interesting people commented that they had listened uh, to Jeff's podcast and was touched by um, this this fantastic son uh, taking care of his uh, his mother. Well, unfortunately, Jeff's mom passed away and um, we have been. We, the Barman Gilead, and I have been walking closely uh, with, Jeff, with Jeff on this journey, and I'm happy that he agreed to come back online uh, because he's looking at a holiday, the first holiday ever in his life, that he's not had his mom on the planet. I keep reminding him that his mom is right there, but he can't uh, see her right now. Uh, so this is a, a, a interesting uh, and a different holiday for him. And not only for Jeff, but for all of our friends and even people we don't know who have lost their wives, their husbands, their sisters, their brothers, their children, their friends. It's not always such a joyful holiday um, for those of us who have 
uh, witnessed such tremendous loss and grief this year. So would you all welcome with me, you know, whatever you're doing, send a prayer for the brother. Uh, Jeff, who was with me today, my Jeff, you know, his name is Jeff Marlowe, but he's really my Jeff, okay? My Jeff. And so when you see me, you say, you ask me about Jeff, say, Pernessa, how is my Jeff? You know, and I don't know who you're talking about. Here, and he's, he's, he's all of that. He is the yin and the yang of me, my Jeff. Jeff, thank you for coming on the show today and sharing this, um, we're going to call this a very special holiday of um, moving into the holiday and experiencing Christmas and these festivities with your mom being on the other side of the Jordan. Because she's not. She is definitely here. She's just on the other side of the veil. So welcome to Dr. P on the pod. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. P. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) (laughs) You're never too far away. So tell us, you know, um, the last time you were on the show, you know, you were talking about just the the ups and downs of, uh, you know, taking care of your mom. And, um, you know, it was the, the big, the family, the big family reunion you all did for your mom before she passed away. That was just tremendous. And we don't have time to go into all of that. But uh, how is the family doing? And, um you know, the brothers, I, n- I now know that the brothers really want to hear from the brother uh, in terms of how you're doing with the family, them girls, uh, and your f- being a leader in the Marlowe family. How are you tackling this, uh, this, this Christmas with your, the loss of your mom? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot. Um, it's been a lot emotionally. It's been a lot, like, kind of technically handling all the business-related um, to my mom, but it's been, it's been blessed. It's been nothing short of blessed. Uh, everything everything kind of came in order. It's all in divine order. And although it's hard, we've been, because she was getting sicker and we've been doing so much taking care of her, we knew that was always a possibility that she could pass. Planning for it and then it actually happened in the two different things. And so it's been it's been interesting as a son. And I don't know if my brothers, I have two brothers, Derek and LaRue. I don't know if they have the same experiences as me, but it's been interesting how life has unfolded since my mom has passed. And how is that? All right, I'm going to preface it with a little story. I know I don't got much time. Okay, go ahead. So my father passed when I was 21 years old, okay? My father passed at 21 years old. It was devastating. It was the most traumatic thing that has happened to me during up to that point in my life. And so it was always been a concern of mine to keep my father's memory alive. And so I spent a lot of time telling stories around my dad and my dad's influence and my dad's lessons. And it was all about my dad. And so for the last 21 years, it's really been about all of these lessons that my my dad had left us to the point where if I thought about a lesson that came from my mom, I couldn't even see it. It's like. It's like there was none, and it's weird. And it wasn't until like a couple of years ago where I was over at our at our house, and we, and she was folding clothes. And I said, hey, Ma, you fold clothes exactly like me. Why? Not realizing that she taught me that. So all the lessons that she taught me. But it was amazing that after she passed, all of these memories, all of these lessons, all of these things that I haven't thought about my entire life just came storming in. Almost like her passing opened up a gate for myself 
to have all these experiences and remembrances of her. I thought about things I haven't even thought about in years, like seemed, seemed like my whole life that just opened up once she passed. So I just found out it was real interesting. I never heard anything like that for people, but I just found that interesting. I was like acutely aware of that. You know, that reminds, thank you for that story. That reminds me of um, so oftentimes, you know, when I was growing up and I find myself doing it now, um, uh, as I get older, I'll say, just wait, you're not going to have me forever. Just wait. You'll see, you know, you, you, you'll see uh, the by and by, just wait, you know, and, um, you know, it's, I think for those of us as we're aging, you know, parents and aunties and and CEOs and founders, you know, who have such a uh, a, a lot of people that we love and cherish, you know, um, we we we're like, don't you don't you see what we do, what we don't do? But why do now that you've crossed over, Jeffrey? What what is the block that you 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 saw the the gifts of your father once your father passed? And then it wasn't until your mom passed that you saw the gifts for her. How, what, what is the barrier that you don't see it when they are alive? And, and I know how much you appreciate your mom, so I'm not, a, I'm not at all saying you didn't appreciate it because I was in the moment seeing that, you know. Uh, what is that, you know, for, that, for, those, for, the, for the people who are listening, what, what, what's, the, what's the missing piece that you don't get until they're gone? So... Now, now that you asked that and I had a second to think about it, I tell a story about how now I feel like a myth. <laughs> a myth? A myth. Like when you're, how, um, when's your birthday? October 15th. How do you know? Somebody told me. Yeah, somebody told you, right? And when that somebody tells you, the person that told me was my mother. The person that told me that was my father. When I was born, they were there ushering me in and they have all these stories around me being born. Well, my father passed, my mother passed, and so now the only proof of my existence is this document that's sitting in vital statistics and a story, like this is the mythical story of, yeah, this is where I came from because I heard a story from somewhere, and those people with the stories come are not here anymore. And, and with that myth comes, I think, the, the myth that's here now, before that, it was just a given. It was just a given that my mom is here. It was just a given that my father's here. It's not something that I got to look for because they, they exist. They're just there. Um, it's like, um, it's not something that to not expect. And so when they're gone, even when my mom was passing, was getting sicker and on the verge of passing away, I still didn't. It still didn't hit all the way because she's still here. I could still talk to her. I could still see her. She's still here. So now that she's not, whatever that foundation of, of that I was standing on, just removed from underneath me. And now I could see everything that I couldn't see before. So may, maybe it has something to do with so long as they're there, there's some aspects of your brain that don't have to be accessed because you're okay. Like the safety net is there, if you will. Now that she's gone, you need to rely on all these other experiences to make sure you get biased. And next thing, I don't know, I'm just making it up, but it just sounds like it's some mechanism that was probably undiscovered in our brain or our biology or how we work that now that we're on our own, we have to be able to access all of these 
pieces of the puzzle that we didn't need to access before. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I agree with that. I, you know, as I've shared with you and many, many, many uh, folks, uh, my mom passed away in 1988, and uh, and interesting, I founded the Bomb in Gilead in 1989, and. Um, and I've seen time and time again when, when, a, when your parent, especially the last one, when your mom or dad or whoever the last one is, passes away, you then have to begin for the first time really to rely on yourself totally. You know, there's, you know, that, that, um, that safety net that you believe is this there and you don't even think of it is just like, uh-oh. Where, and I remember walking down 125th Street uh, when my mom passed, like, where is my mom? I was like, where is she? Where, 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 where is my safety net? You know, well, what, 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 what do I do now? You know, um, and uh, it, it is a truly a transformative moment. And time and time again, I've seen people blossom. You know, uh, just go just go to the next level of their a powerful, successful, vital next level of their existence. Uh, it's, it's like when their when their parents go, especially the parents who poured into everything into them, like your mom did. You know, uh, it's like this burst of uh, newness comes. You know, and even though you're you're kind of getting your you're really kind of born again because you're you're born into a, a world where mom and dad have moved on and now hey it's all about you it's about you got to take up the mantle of history you have to be the one giving the story sharing the story uh, of your mom and dad and and all the folks that you know you know you are now daddy and it's, it's just a it's a you know it's a ma- an amazing amazing moment yeah I feel like I had a I had a blockage of management, if you will. So, like you said, like that newness that's blossoming now, it feels like my relationship with my kids change. The idea of legacy changes because I'm next. I'm the next one up. In the, in the in the in the natural order of things, right? Me and my wife would be next, and then the kids. So, whatever I need to pass down, it becomes vitally important because the legacy. It's, it's what we have left. It's not me. It's me. It's my mother. It's her mother. It's the whole thing. And so the relationship that I have with my kids change is less haphazard. It's more intentional now. Yes. It's interesting. Yes, yes. You know, and that's a that's a good point too, Jeff, because you know, I talk about, you know, as you know, I talk about eldership, you know, and I'm amazed that I am now the elder in my family. You know, having grown up with uh, you know, my mom, you know, she was the baby of uh 11, 11 children and, you know, and nine of them were, you know, living as we grew up. You know, two of them died in childbirth, but you know, they were all in South Carolina, you know, on Hattie I'm Maggie, Uncle Otis, all of them. And then we have a, we had a whole nother level of of first cousins. You know what I mean? You know, we have a, a 90, a 95, a 75, a 95, a 85, a 75, a 65. And and then a 55, you know, Shatard is 55. And, um, you know, so we grew up with elders and the respect of elders and, and how you treated your elders. And, you know, we would we would we talk now among ourselves and remember if we walked down the dirt road 10 times and the elders were on the porch, you had to speak 
10 times. So, you know, we don't understand how kids walk in the room and don't even speak to you now because if you saw your elder 10 times or 50 or 100 times per day, per hour, you had to acknowledge their presence, you know? And the fact now that I am the elder, and I have to like, why aren't you speaking to me? You know, it's like it's some it's the whole the whole shifting, but that's another that's another podcast for another time. But uh, you know, I I I clearly understand um uh your moving up to that place of uh eldership and and you don't have the Uncle Sonny that I had, you know, who who passed away in his in his eighties and you don't have the Ida Mae Hester who's my first cousin who's in her nineties, you know. Um but now it's it's uh, it's 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 us. So what are you learning in your your new role as elder? So it's interesting how divine order works. We don't know why we have the experiences that we're having a lot of times. So after the fact, like, wow. Right. <laughs> right. And so my father is from Crew, Virginia country, and he left at 16 years old and moved to New York. And stayed in New York for the rest for the rest of his time. He passed at sixty four years old. I didn't know until I turned forty years old that my father's parents were both one of thirteen children. So my father grew up with this southern respect, southern kind of hospitality, how that works. But it didn't translate to us in the city growing up in New York. It didn't translate to us. And so he had all the cousins, all the aunts and uncles, and me and my brothers didn't have anything. We didn't have any aunts, cousins, aunts. We didn't have anything. Like he kind of he left that in the from, south. He left that in the south. And so it wasn't until I started working at the bar in Gilead and I got these lessons from Doctor P around. Look, this is how we greet. This is how we show respect. This is what we do with the elders. Like there's a whole line of, there's a whole lineage of things that come from the South that just resonate to me because it's in my DNA because I'm from there, even though my father didn't pass those lessons down. And so now at 40, when I meet the rest of these family, these cousins and this whole Marlowe town that we have in North Carolina, all of these lessons that I got from the bar McGillia, from Dr. P, now I feel like I'm at home. I, I, I know what it is. Because I got the lesson already. I didn't get it from home. I got it from here. Wow. And that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, and I'm, you know, and I'm grateful that you feel that way about it now because, you know, when I when I met you and you weren't opening the door for me <laughs> and you weren't giving me eldership respect, you know what I mean? And you were like, well, why? I'm like, Jeffrey, you know, even, even to the point well, aren't you opening the door for Rachel? And you're like, why? She can open the door. What is that? Um, It was it was rough there for mm-hmm. a minute. But, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm glad I felt um. I felt empowered uh, to share with you and, and to see you have grown in that role. And now you can share that with your children, you know, and I, and you speak to, you know, just a, 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 the lineage that we had generational coming and the, and how things broke, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that breakage of that is the reason why we have, you know, um, 
some of the challenges we have in our community because there is no respect. You know, you didn't, an elder didn't walk walk down the street with bags in her hand. There was always someone who would come and say, hey, Miss Susie, let me help you. You know what I mean? You didn't have to, you weren't afraid because everybody was watching out for the people in the community. So I'm, I'm just I'm just honored and humbled that you recognize that and hum, honored and humbled to see how much you have grown. And now you're in the role passing it down to your children, because that's where we're going to pray. We can bring that fabric of family back together again, because, you know, a family without eldership, a family without respect for elders really have no future. There's something and we can see that. And we can see that. So, you know, we can talk forever, but let's talk about the holidays coming up. What are you doing? I know you're going to have, I know you, you, you're a brother who love Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You, my brother love my Jeff. He mm-hmm. loves himself some Kwanzaa. And I know you're doing some special Kwanzaa this year because mama, mama Marlo ancestors, she going to mm-hmm. be all up in it, right? Yeah. So the thing about Kwanzaa is that you pay homage to your ancestors. And when we first started practicing Kwanzaa, it was around um, really kind of trying to get back in touch with that traditional heritage, something that's really connects us to something tangible. And so we would have pictures of my grandmother, grandfather, who I had no relationship with. They passed before I was born, but just to pay homage. And now, as we've been practicing it for a couple of years, there's people that we got on the mantle now that just recently was in our lives that we're paying homage to. And it really means a lot. It means a lot for the kids and it means a lot for the family to have to have to celebrate in that way. So, yeah, I'm very excited about Kwanzaa and just the holiday in general, um, even leaning back to the lessons that I got from you. I remember when I bought um, my first family house, the, fam- the house that I raised the, the the first house that I raised the, the family in, when I had the first Thanksgiving, you said, Jeff, you need to represent for the family. You you the head of the family, and you pray over the meal, and you say your words and direct this thing, right? And so you put it in me, and I've been doing it ever since. I mean, this is 10 years ago probably, right? And so now, as I, as I continue to do it, my mother seen value in that. And she said, you know what? I'm the elder here, and so... At every Christmas, she started making it a point that she would have some things that she was going to say, and we created that space, and she would say this thing for the family. Whatever it is, if we want to pass down, she'd tell some history and all of that as it related to the family. That was born out of that. And so this is going to be interesting um, Christmas season, holiday season, to, without her, it's the first, and when you were talking earlier, you said, it's really the, I didn't even think about it, it's the first time in my whole life, Right? And so it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, but then I know that we we've been so blessed as a family to still come together and to have the leadership in the family between me, me and my brothers as well that it's gonna be okay and that we can continue the legacy. And so yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but we are all together still and we all committed to our family, and I think it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be fantastic, Jeff. It's going to be fantastic. You know, we can talk. Uh, we can talk forever. Um, I just love you. Love you so much. Uh, you are the yin and the yang of, of all that I of all that I am. I want you to know that uh, I went up to Connecticut to spend Thanksgiving with 
Richard in his home for the first first home. And you know I had to tell him that story. And uh, no, I had to give him that direct. And I thought about you the whole time. And 10 years later, you know, I mean, you are the master. You are the man of your house, you know. And um, and I was so proud of Richard. Richard, no, 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 you know my. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he and he, you know, he took he took the mantle, you know what I mean? And uh, and I, you know, and I want to tell um, all the listening elders that, you know, we the elders, we have a responsibility. Uh, sometimes we don't want to say nothing. We don't think it's our place, you know, but, um, you know, there we have Dr. to take the mantle the of passing yeah. down our uh, our culture and our our leadership and pouring into the values that we were raised with. We were raised with values um, where uh, that that some many of our children don't have, and it is a joy uh, to be able to stand and and to have the courage and the strength uh, to pass on uh, some values that that shaped my life into um, into the. The, the young people who have who God has blessed me with. Uh, so we are going to continue to pray for Jeffrey and his family, as well as all the folks who have lost one loved ones this year. And we know and believe that the ancestors are proud of us. They did great work when they were on this side of the Jordan. And we, too, will meet them one day. And I pray that when we meet them, that I, too, will say, hey, it was a good run. It was a good run. Guess what? It's Thursday. It's Dr. P on the pod. And it's Christmas. It's not just jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. It's oh come, all ye faithful. Hey! And I'm one of them. I'm one of the faithful. Hey, happy, happy holidays. And a big shout out to the Marlowe's, especially them down in Marlowe Town, North Carolina. Love you, Jeff. Guess what? It's Thursday. It's Dr. P, and she is out. Pray you have a blessed Christmas. 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 Pray you have a blessed Christmas this year. Now, say it now. He is the reason why we sing. Good news to all is what we bring. We tell the world, hey, we tell the world, hey. So rejoice and give him praise today. No one else could ever take your place. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. I will serve you, I will love you, I will give my whole life to you. Lord, you're worthy and Lord, you're holy and you're the gift of eternal life and you're the gift of eternal life and Lord, you're Lord, you're awesome, man, and I will forever serve you, and I will forever serve you.
Back to be on the bus.